And my parents met smuggling Bibles into the Soviet Union. Uh, suffice to say, I grew up pretty religious, uh, saying grace before dinner and prayers before bedtime, and obviously going to church every Sunday. Um, until, like a lot of people, I went to college, and when my parents weren't looking, I became more agnostic. Um, four years ago, or not two years ago, I got the chance to spend four months working in Washington, D.C. And on the plane flight over from Anchorage, I had a little too much coffee and got kind of carried away. And I decided to make this list of all the things I was going to do with my time in the big city. So I was going to play on an adult recreational sports team. I was going to take salsa dancing classes, uh, which didn't work out very well. And I was going to uh, make my mom happy by attending church regularly. Um, so I was in D.C. a week. I woke up on Sunday morning. And the thing about Sunday mornings is they come after Saturday nights, right? So I was a little bit hungover. Um, and... Uh, I really didn't feel like going to church, but it would have been kind of lame to fail on the first attempt. I hadn't done any homework on churches in the area, but I figured I'd just get on my bike, start biking down the street, and I'd go to the first church I saw. Um, piece of cake. And so, uh, fortunately, the first church I saw was just two blocks away from my house. But unfortunately, it was like an older church, and it was kind of hard to get into. And then you had to take this elevator up to the second floor where they had the service, and the elevator was really old and rickety. But finally, I got up to the second floor, and I walk in, and that's when I realized that uh, this isn't just a church that is full of black people. This is a definitively black church in that there are women in fancy hats um, with the fans, and there's a full-on gospel choir at the front um, singing away. And importantly, I'm the only white person in the building, and it's not like what I'm used to going to church. Um, but it took me a while to get in there, so I figured I better just go for it. So I sit in a, a pew in the back, you know, towards the middle. Um, the church wasn't really full when I got there about 10 minutes after the sermon, the service was supposed to start. Um, but people keep trickling in and trickling in until the place is absolutely packed, uh, except for my pew, which just has me in it. <laughs> uh, and it, in fact, the pew, and, uh, the pew just in front of me, the middle part of it didn't have anybody in it, and the pew <laughs> behind me, no one in it. So I'm sitting there in my little bubble of whiteness, feeling pretty silly. Uh, and it doesn't help that no one seems happy to see me. Uh, I can tell I'm getting a lot of strange looks, and even the little kids who are like crawling over their mom's shoulders to peer at me from over the backs of the pews in front don't look pleased. Um, but everyone is singing and clapping and dancing along with the gospel choir, and this puts me in a bit of a quandary. Um, I can tell that it's going to be weird if I don't sing, but I'm not feeling particularly groovy because like those salsa dance classes haven't really kicked in yet because I've only been there a week, right? Um, so I sort of start like singing in this like quiet voice and doing this like clappy, shuffly thing, and it's like hallelujah, and it's not it's not very good. And I can tell I, I'm t I can tell I look like an idiot, um, but I don't know how to stop looking like an idiot. Um, so, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but then, then the, uh, the sermon, oh no, I tell myself that I just got to grit my teeth and get through it, it'll be over soon. Um, so an hour later, the sermon starts, um, <laughs> and it becomes clear that this pastor hasn't, like, written out a little speech to give, like, for 20 minutes beforehand, he's going to talk about whatever he needs to talk about, and he's going to take as much time as he wants to do it, um. And while this is happening, a woman starts shuffling into my pew, and this is the first time anyone's come into my pew besides me, uh, so I'm interested to hear what she has to say. And she whispers in my ear that the pastor has noticed me, and he'd like to pray for me after the sermon in front of everybody, <laughs> probably because I look like I needed some help. And uh, I tell her in no uncertain terms that that's very nice of her, but the sermon is doing me just fine, and I, I won't be needing any prayers. And she says, uh, she doesn't seem very happy about that, but she's, she's going to tell the pastor, and she'll see what he says, but she warns me that he might just do it anyway, so that's comforting. <laughs> and uh, so I'm waiting, and then the sermon ends, and the prayer starts, um, and I'm kind of sweating, like hungover sweat, and, and uh, 
I noticed this guy walks in, this like athletic looking tall young guy with like this cool blonde streak in his hair. And I learned that this guy's name is Tyrell. He's the quarterback of the high school football team locally. He hasn't been to church in two or three weeks. And um, he got into some sort of recent unspecified trouble in school. And the reason I learned all of this is because the pastor also notices Tyrell come into the building. And he immediately changes his prayer. So he's still like praying to Jesus, but he's praying about Tyrell. And he's (laughs) saying that, you know, Tyrell could be in the NFL someday, but he's never going to make it if he doesn't start like cutting up and doesn't come to church more often. (laughs) And... The whole, the whole congregation is showing no mercy to Tyrell. They're saying hallelujah and, and like praise Jesus and making like affirming noises to the pastor. And Tyrell is literally like squirming in the back corner. And I'm sort of looking at him. And, and this goes on for like 10 minutes. And I'm sitting there like, if this is how they treat one of their own members, what the heck are they going to do when it comes time to pray for me? Uh, but then the prayer ends. And it turns out that Tyrell has saved me because he, he distracted them. They forgot about me. So... Um, they have the closing hymn and the, and the offertory, and I think I'm in the clear, right? I think I'm going to get out of there without being publicly humiliated, and I can just never come back. Um, but then the pastor gets up to say one last final word, and he says, oh, the, now they've come to the part of the sermon where they like to recognize their guests. And everyone, everyone's head just like turns to look at me. <laughs> and he says, I've, I've been looking around the church today, and I see a lot of, you know, unfamiliar faces, or familiar faces, but there's one. And I think in my head a very, like, unchurch-like shit. Uh, And he kind of peers at me from the pulpit, and he says, Son, why don't you come on up here and tell us who you are and where you're from and what you're doing here. And there's there's more of those, like, affirming noises as he says that, because people are like, yeah, what what is this guy doing here? And so I kind of just, like, stagger up to the front, and I'm feeling really shaky, and I I sort of put my face to the microphone, and I just say, um... Hi, my name's John. I'm from Alaska, and uh, I just wanted to come to church this morning. That was all I could think to say. And, and that somehow broke the ice. The, the audience erupted. Um, it, it turned out later that they thought I was a journalist. Uh, they'd had a bad experience with a journalist who'd come to church before who was also white. Um, but when they found out it was just this schmuck from Alaska who didn't know where he was going and want, you know, wanted to come to church, they were all about it. And people were saying hallelujah and praise Jesus. And this one guy was like, Alaska, that's cold. And this other guy was like, <laughs> was like I just wanted to come to church today too. You know, and, and people are coming up. The service is over now, so they're hugging me and giving me handshakes. And the pastor recruits me to play on his inner church league basketball team. And this <laughs> lady tells me she's going to pray for my mom because my mom must be missing me back in Alaska. She doesn't even live in Alaska, but I didn't tell them that. And, and uh and they kept saying, John, we'll see you next week. And they did, because after that, how was I not going to go back? So <laughs> I went back every day for, every, not every day, every, every week for four months. And I played in the basketball games, and I went to the potlucks, and that's how I started going to church again.